Dude, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. We are back. <coughs> Another podcast another mf doom appreciation <laughs> yo how did you feel about mf doom jay-z as mf doom i just don't like that i don't like this ai audio thing man i'm not with it i i see chat gpt mid journey man i'm lucky because i'm old i'm older let me all right i'm not i'm glad that i'm older that like the competition isn't as swift for me but man, I'm looking at the future with this AI nonsense, and I'm like, it's scary. Well, I mean, humans are scary. So I, I think for me with the AI stuff, I, I, I honestly believe that humans are very trend-oriented. So everybody's like, yo, gee, AI, AI, AI. The, the issue is humans are still controlling the ship. And we, we're always looking for a way to get out of accountability. And at the end of the day, humans created AI. Uh, AI is embedded with human creativity, but just as much as human flaws, racist, uh, anti-poverty, anti—you know—humanity um, is is built into the AI. So it's you know I I I understand the AI is definitely something to pay attention to, but I'm really got my my eyes on these humans who are behind it. Of course, <laughs> that's that's the, that's what we need to be really paying attention. But before we get deep into, I'm sure because we haven't done this in a while, people probably wonder if we still do podcasts. Just so you know, we're not out here in this day and age trying to get an advertiser or get rich off of podcasting or beat people over the head with our desire for attention. I mean, we try to do to do podcasts based on meaning and having something to say or doing something or supporting someone who does but mainly because we're busy as shit that's why we haven't uh, done it in a while but before we get too deep in uh, all the nonsense that's been going on on earth um, we have a fundraiser coming up on April 27th mm-hmm. Thursday Thursday April 27th in Brooklyn at the brand new Armory on um, Bedford between the Union and President. Yep. Um, now, just so that you guys know, um, the, the Combine is a, is, a, is a community that started out with a, with a bunch of brothers at first who recognized uh, the anti-blackness in this world and we wanted to do something about it and are doing something about it. Um, but it's grown. It's grown to young people. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the beautiful women in the Combine. It's people who are here in Brooklyn, but across the country and the globe. And we usually don't ask anyone for anything. We don't fundraise. It's actually our first fundraiser ever. Ever. Um, we've always um, 
committed with our own time first and, and intellect and creativity and money and resources and people have done the same for us we often get questions from people what can we do really you know listen one of the things you can do is change your own circumstance and your community and, and form your own group of people that we can build with and help each other out and collaborate. Um, that's one of the things that people can do. Um, but support in how, how, however you can support in a meaningful way so that young people are not starting over and recreating the will. But we've helped our sister organizations raise funds, you know, um, and, and, and gave and, and, and supported. Uh, organizations like obviously CAVI who, who we have a, a great relationship with and Mott Hall Bridges when it was run by Nadia Lopez but her her I Matter program um, Brooklyn to Alaska is, is one of our sister programs the good people at Bean who we work with uh, very closely um, who was a great organization out of Red Hook but our program is a Brooklyn Combine um, and it's the first time that we've done this, so this should be interesting. And if you're here in Brooklyn, support, come out, go online, brooklyncombine.com. You can investigate and see what we're about so that you know specifically what our programming is. Um, it's based in academic. It's, it's based in um, learning something in practical, critical analysis. Um, we have programs in New York City high schools. Ember is a debate program, photography that we, we uh, run. We have City Poly. Um, shout out to Miss Shannon. Um, again, um, Creative Direction. Um, our, our brothers and partners, Philip Schoen heads it up. All of the programs with the kids, but you know, you got people like Felton Brown. Um, you got our, our people's Didi and um, uh, Nemo. Um, other young people, I believe Summer and um, a, a host of young people, Barn, Barn. Barnabas, um, who, who really support. Um, but those are some of the programs. We have a program with Smack Mellon that, that deals with creative direction and young people who are really tapped into their creative. We've uh, done programs with Beam where we've reached out and had people up at their facility. We help identify and, and support and train young men in the Brooklyn to Alaska program with Matt Stokes and Sam Gregory and the Brooklyn to Alaska team. And we're trying to do some different things. We've been talking to Joy James, an incredible academic, and Raw, another academic. But we, we um, are hoping to bring, uh, one of the things that we're doing is we're hoping to bring, it's one thing to run our own math program and history program and life skills program on our own and all those other programs that programming that we do. But one of the things that we're preparing and gearing up to do is we're gonna be hopefully going in the crossroads Rikers Island world and start building with the young intellectual scholars and people trying to change their present day who are incarcerated. And we're not gonna be just doing that by ourselves. Uh, what we've done is we've created a a, a um, PowerPoint about gang and the history of gangs, but that PowerPoint we've turned into a curriculum. And we're gonna be working with people like, hopefully, Terrence Rice, 
who who's a who's a brilliant brother who did in 1992 was sentenced to 75 years by a judge. He got out. Um, I represented him uh, in the last couple of years, and myself and Richard Michelle, and he was released uh, by Judge Warren with the. Um, joining in the motion was actually the Kings County District Attorney's Office. You got uh, individuals like Terrence. You got individuals like our brother, uh, Rison Brown, Master Glow, who was sentenced to uh, some 50-something months in federal prison, but got out uh, pretty relatively uh, shorter than that, that sentence. He just recently came home, another brilliant brother. Um, you got people like Leonard Rolock, who did somewhere around 30-something years in prison. Um, we're going to be working with them, as well as ourselves, to, to really start having a, a serious conversation with the young men who are in, incarcerated. Because I think if you change that culturally, you, if, if, that, if that sector of society starts changing a bit, I think communities are going to start changing a bit as well. So we're looking forward to that. We, 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 we have goals in mind of our Brooklyn to Africa program, combine to, Brooklyn Combine to Africa. We're hope, hopefully going to be working with some partners in Africa um, to bring young people out to Africa on, on um, a, a very important um, trip and, and link. Mm -hmm. And hopefully there could be some exchange with that. Yeah. But, uh, we Shout are, out to Javanka. Yeah, um, Javanka. Tiffany from mm -hmm. uh, Away to Africa, Jolie, Aventura Tours or something yeah. like that. Um, um, I, I'm messing up the name. links in the. It's quite a few people in Africa that we've linked with that that's a very important uh, part of what we're trying to do. So, mm -hmm. And then, you know, one of the main goals is trying to have our own school. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine a school in Brooklyn where... It's almost like a college already. Kids will come and from middle school up through high school, they will actually stay at the campus. And then on weekends, go home. Um, and uh, I, that's something that we're driving up to um, as well. So it's a lot of different programming that we, we're involved with. So we're doing our first fundraiser. If you could support, Go online, check it out. If you can't be here, if you can be there, that would be really important to us. Um, just to show up and, and um, see what we can create together and build with people. So if that you make it, if you go to brooklyncombine.com slash FETE, F-E-T-E. Yeah. That's B-K-L-Y-N Combine. And, um, you, you can learn all about it and you can support, you can come out, you can donate your time when we need help throughout the year there are many ways to contribute to yep. the combine so. absolutely we've done all types of things people who have been food challenged we've, we've tried to find some food solutions um you know the, the academic obviously um but you know we, we're we're trying to change the narrative where we're not relying on whiteness to save us and we're not relying on the black people who want to seat at the table to save us, like that's that's not what we're about. Um, and if you're trying to get down with us to convince us how important that is, you probably shouldn't waste your time. Because um, we're um, not trying to waste your time. With that said, can we do a roll call? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So who who are you? Um, Ken Montgomery, peace member of the, uh, of the Brooklyn Combine, uh, federal 
defense attorney, state defense attorney, death penalty, federal attorney, adjunct professor of law, and um, lover of my people and community. Trying to stay sucker free. Um, Didi, I'm a, a, a math teacher. I'm an artist, uh, a member of, uh, a resident of the Brooklyn Combine. Genius. I love this dude. Um, I'm a tutor, and then I'm a, I'm a young person devoted for community building. So. And wise beyond his years, too. I got a funny story about Didi last week. I'm a, I'm, I think I'm going to start it off with. <laughs> um, my name is Zephaniah. I'm a 12th grader. Um, soon going to school at SUNY Purchase. And just Salute. trying to strive for greatness. Smart. Another bright young man. I was really Super impressed. Bright. Something he said earlier. Hopefully we can talk about too. Um, Felton Brown. I'm creative director. Uh, member of the Combine. Um, creative Brooklynite. Um, what do you call it? Born Jamaican, as they say, from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. The group sucked. The group was. They were terrible. They, terrible. they know it. But, they had but a I loved. I loved that too. term when I was young. No, I love the term. I thought it was cool. It was terrible. Son, you be a modest though. You, you, yeah. were, you were one of the creative forces behind one of the most successful um, brands that it, that is in genuine music. to me in music, and not just music. Extending far yeah. beyond music. Yeah. Dreamville. Guys just did a great. Uh, we had a we had a beautiful festival. Yeah, Jamie said it was one of the best festivals she's been to. It's now probably she's been it's, to it's definitely going to be the best festival if you're black this year. She said know. it was great. She might yeah. you know, Uncle Keith took some of the combine women. We don't have a lot of young men in the combine. Uh, blood got a lot of young men. I wanted my people. I wanted my boy Stone out there, but I know he he yeah, up yeah, in school now doing school. his thing. Now Jay said it was incredible. Yeah, uh, but I seen. Dreamville. I seen him out there briefly. I seen. I was like, "Yo, have fun, take pictures." Nah, mm-hmm. nah. Dream, Dreamville, uh, other ad experiences. Yeah. I, so you know, full background in advertising. I've done a bunch of work um, in the ad space and just a creative, trying to keep creating and beat this uh, AI technology. <laughs> <laughs> trying to not let it take my job from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm Phil, resident. Janitor at the combine. <laughs> he is a janitor. Um, slash. Um, it's creative. Cut master. Cut master. Everything. Everything. Um, so so we're we're here at the Brooklyn Combine, twenty twenty three. Big big yeah. big things are going. A lot of stuff is going on, man. Yeah. Like I, I've been taking a a step back. I've been in a very interesting place last couple of years. I think since we went to. Alaska to be honest with you but of recent so let me see how can I start so recently so I've been on trial since January 3rd Um, came back from Mexico City with the family and started a murder trial in Queens and then after I finished that murder trial I just finished the murder trial Um, beautiful brother that um, the case has always been difficult for me, not because of the facts, but because of the tragedy of it all. I represent Daryl Campbell, who's uh, known as Taxstone, um, who who really was trailblazing this podcast movement um, and had a case involving uh, this rapper um, in Manhattan at this, this Washington Irving venue. Just finished that trial, started another murder trial last week, and I got 
three more that's going to go all back to back to back to back to back. And I got um, another case that's not a murder trial soon after that. So about seven trials. I'm, in, I'm, I'm almost at the halfway point. So my reflection is a little bit different in your focus when you're dealing with that level of, um, it's not just intellectual, but it's visceral, emotional. Like you, you just focus on different things. And during the last trial, I was, I was really like bothered by the profound ignorance that's in our society. It's always there and it, it ain't just with us, it's American society. Um, we, we suffer from like there's mental health issues going on all at the same time. And then it's this, this spectacle and circus that capitalism creates. And I was saying Didi, because I was talking to a client last week, Didi was in the office and the client left and Didi had this wild look on his face like, yo, was that real? That conversation y'all just had? Yeah, that was wild. It was a bugged out conversation, right? That was wild. I'm talking about a dude, I'm talking with a client who in a serious predicament. And he put himself there and his energy was almost not even real. It almost was like he was in a movie. And I deal with that on a daily basis. And, and the, the, the trial that I had with tax was really interesting to me because I grew up at a time where we almost was told to mind our business. Like, yo, don't get in other people's business. Mind your business. Don't get caught up in rumors. Don't talk about people's situation if you don't know it. And we live, literally live in a society now where people constantly go on social media and talk about other people's business. As, as business, like blogging, mm -hmm. uh, YouTubers. Content creators. Content creators. You got to create content. Journal journalists. Where are you going to create it from? Yo, but it, it's wild to me to see, and I'm talking about everybody, so-called killers, tough guy, mm -hmm. gangsters. They go on Clubhouse and talk about, yeah. you seen that? Yeah, I'll be seeing that. What does a young dude think when he sees something like that? When I see stuff like that, it's just, I feel like in my eyes, they just want attention. And it's like, I feel like they haven't gotten attention. I don't know in their homes mm -hmm. or anywhere, but I feel like to go on social media, knowing that you're doing things that could like indict yourself <laughs> and like you're just posting it mm -hmm. and it's like you're bragging about it too. Mm -hmm. That just, it just shows like to me, it's like. You need attention. Yeah, it's like, wild. It's wild. So, so it's like I've been really kind of like trying to make sense because I'm I'm someone who I try to make sense of it. I don't try to have all the answers. I try to have I try to make sense of it. You know what I'm saying? Not even be right. Like yo, I'm right. Yo, this is what we should do. Just make sense of it. And you hit it on the head, young brother. Like literally, I'm watching. My day is involved in the government investigating somebody. Sometimes at a really high level, like the feds. And then the state, and the state is catching up to the feds because of the technology, felt Like, because of now, just turn this shit on. Just make sure the cell tower works. We'll be good. You got cops who come to work, and all they do is sit down, and they watch somebody's Facebook Live. That's all they do. And then they go call the next team and say, yo, they on 21st in Newkirk filming a video. Yo, they got a real hammer. Yo, go get them. We already got them on the investigation. Or, yo, I looked at... The message, and they said, yo, they about to spin the block on in uh, such and such, 89th Street. Uh, um, or, like, that's that's how this shit is coming in. Like, and, as you said, they on the phone. They, they So, it's like, 
I'm, uh, and then you go from the other side of the killers, the gangsters, the so-called tough guys who want to come home and be celebrated for killing people. And, how, like, so, and, and then you got the old guys. Yo, man, when we was young, yeah, you did stupid shit too. You just didn't have social media and you didn't have that engagement where you just want to tell. Where you got to be a celebrity. You got to be a celebrity. On a national level. So it's, it's, for me, I'm trying to, like, I got an offer Instagram. I, I, I went back on the post about our fundraiser. But I'm off, I'm off of all of it because there's a, there's, a, there's a level of profound ignorance that I'm just not comfortable with. And I feel like the more I engage it, yeah. the, the less I'll be able to make sense of it. So I, I've pulled back off of a lot of it. Because it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you go online, you hear people... Like, even the Young Thug case. I was looking at that. I'm like, yo, this dude is fighting for his life. And these these guys are passing pills in the courtroom. Yeah, that was wild. Like, where's... Like, I feel like... I feel like... The way they have the neighborhood or the hood set up... Mm-hmm. It's like... They made it in a way that you are a celebrity off of doing violence. And it's like... Social media like multiplied it like it, they mm-hmm. made it raised it up to like a crazy level because now everyone even keep people in the suburbs like white kids in the mm-hmm. suburbs mm-hmm. they see these things and they're like it's like a movie to them it's like a game yes, to them. Game. All right, we are gonna take a quick break musical uh, selection and we'll be right back with the you know this is a great conversation man I actually miss. I like this crew hey, right yo, here. Okay. This is too loud for right here. Who will always care? You always there. Who will always A mob warrior, fly performer who drives a flying source in metropolitan areas, finding my aura. Smells from a shitty toilet, milk was poor. Uncles that alcohol and truths from the fourth. Sounds from Dion Warwick. Cracking the jet, Santa Bullock. Hoes reppin', they said. Sport cars, button selects, and raw sex. Glance cars, I wink. Diamonds in the big ass pinky ring. I like a kinky, come and kiss on the king. Experiences, out of body, roddy, roddy. Approach like Ron Nazi, my style, style Like Sean Gotti. Fayron, Poo, Gotti. Robbie, Robbie, Red Hot Hottie. Hot tamale, I wanna lick on your body. Sweet as a cop, fresh corn. Sliding out from the side door. I hack the database, now I'm born. History's torn, out of the norm. Reparations are gone. Secret society scores got bull horns. Found us some more. We not tours. Italiano couture. My mind's infinite. Welcome at heaven doors. Walk ocean shores. Everything's connected like a core. Bring forth. Understanding the man. We in the war. So I, I represent, in the midst of all these trials, I, I represent a young man in Philly. I'm not going to say his name because it's, it's, it's a, we, we, we're in the middle of some serious stuff. But he's, he's charged with, they, the government, they're, they're seeking his execution um, because he, he um, an officer is dead related to one of his crimes. So they just superseded with three more murders. 
from his neighborhood. He grew up in a neighborhood that, or think Brownsville. Imagine if Brownsville was ten times worse. Hmm. So he grew up in that kind of environment, drugs and the family, um, abuse, all types of abuse. Like he was on, he's he was as they say on the street, jumped off the porch at twelve. He's been in the street at twelve. And if you if you go to those neighborhoods, um, I don't care where, if it's from Haiti to Compton, the, where the most uh, like violent crimes and the poverty is happening, it's happening where kids have no parental supervision. Like the kids are raising themselves. Like the adults have, have been broken down. So the kids are their own peers. So um, um, what happens in death penalty work, for those of you who don't know, what happens on the federal level with death penalty work, the local U.S. Attorney's Office has to decide what they want to do first, like if they're seeking death. When they, and, and if they're doing that, then the case has to go to Washington, the Department of Justice. And if, if, for those of you who don't know, if you've been following, the, the uh, Biden administration, unlike the Trump administration, the Trump administration killed 13 people in six months. Executed mm-hmm. them. Okay. Dead. Like it just slipped under the radar. Nobody really paid attention to it. This this administration only sought um, death once. Um, no, well they they had one case. It's the recent case called Saipov. It was a dude on the West Side Highway who 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 ran over all the people in his truck. They went to trial. They lost. Uh, the jury after they found him guilty then decided he shouldn't get death. So what happens is you have to go to Washington and hopefully convince the Department of Justice not to kill. And they've, you know, you, you've had the guys who killed the people in the church. You had the, the white guy in Buffalo who killed. You had the, the, the white guy in the supermarket, Walmart, kill all these people. All these different cases, the United States says, oh, you know what, we're not going to execute. Okay, you spend life in jail. In this particular case that I'm involved in, one of them, they are seeking to kill a kid from the ghetto who you just said these ghettos are set up by design they suppose they set up where they have the least amount of resources high unemployment no social services so that you know hey say you just want to say you ain't even interested in basketball say you want to kick it with a dude like Didi who bright but you don't have the space and time to do that because there's nothing there like they basically broke our communities down and they're now saying all those kids who survived that, who now listen to a music, we I don't want to knock it because I listen to we all listen, we're artists. I think that's what joins us as a community. But we we gotta be honest that we listen to music that's that's genocide, genocidal. I seen in a documentary that, uh years ago, it was called um Bastards at a party. Yeah. Remember the dude said he's yeah. like, This is not a lifestyle, it's a death style. It is. Like he straight up said it. And it it is true that, you know, I feel like as a, as an uh, adult, like I'm in a place where I understood like I could like I can consume it, but I could also look at it in a space where I had the space to like separate it. Mm-hmm. But I was lucky. I know most people ain't got that luck nah. about that separation. No, nah, no people. Most people. But listen, here's the problem with the separation. If you if you are if you love this drill music. Or whatever music it is. So first of all, it's all gang influence. Folk, crip, blood, offsets of whatever, neighborhood. And it's all based on anti-blackness. Basically, fuck these niggas. 
I don't like this nigga. That nigga got this or that. Like, that's what it's all based on. So now you listen to the music, you go outside, and you see the people that they talking about. So you got to go from your house to school. From your house to school, you might see the ops. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. And you may not even have a problem with them, but your man do. So if your man got a problem with them, you a part of it. You got a problem with them. You could just be in his lives and he had nothing to do with that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So now, think about this shit. The gun companies are have have bought and sold these sucker politicians. They bought and sold them to the point where you vote for someone, they win office, and then a lobbyist comes and pays that person money to curate the legislation about what should happen. So who are you really voting for, like in this system? So now you go to the club because the Jay-Z's, who's a facilitator, and the corporations above him, the Sony's, the Time Warner's, they spend millions to make billions of selling it to our kids. And our kids, like you said, whether you in the suburbs, because to really get it popping, the white people got to buy your shit, because that's how you cross over. But the kids who... In the hood, who don't even live that type of lifestyle? How many kids you know who is probably all good at home, but they want to play exactly. tough? Yeah. So America is selling black gangsterism when it's really white gangsterism controlling all of that shit. And it's, prof- it's, 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 it's investing in it, profiting it, and profiting off of it. And our kids are like, yo, it's just entertainment. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I think about. From, from knowing the side of the business when it comes to how much money they really make. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And most people don't make shit. No. Like, the truth is, like, especially in the streaming game, the amount of money you make off a stream in the risk, the risk of joining joining, joining the death style angle of this thing to making a profit, it makes no sense. No sense. Like, if you look at it from a space of, like, like say you, you click up and you make yourself, like, visible. Like, say you're in the street and you got problems with somebody. That's one thing. But now if you make yourself a target by being like, now you got a little notoriety, you got a name, you got a song that people sing. Now that you got a, a, cele- a celebratory song about your ops. Hmm. Now you put a target on your head for probably pennies, point, point, pennies, pennies. point pennies on a dollar. And listen, listen. And, the, and, the, and, the, and the corporation who you making them billions for, when it's time to vote, they put money in Eric Adams' pocket. They put money in the prisons. Eric, Eric, in the prisons. And Eric Adams is like, yo, lock them young niggas up. They're animals. It's a wild spin. So it's a it's diabolical when yeah. you really think about it. Because now you got the, the, the sucker black dudes, most of them who getting money off of it, they come in like, yo, man, we got to fight for the hood. Yo, this is wrong. This is wrong. Yo, hold on. I got to go to the studio. Yo, kill that nigga. Blah, blah, blah. Then they come back out. And it's, it's like a wild. Nobody's checking them. Yeah. Like the parents ain't checking them because they've clocked out. We don't got cats around like Fred Hampton and Malcolm and, and um, Elaine Browns and these sisters and brothers who was about it. We don't got that no more. All those people have sold out. They got their seats at the table. So now you have this wild scenario where the court system, they're ignoring what it is. They don't care about that. They just like, yo, we like you are a danger. We used to be a danger. You're a danger because you're another young black person where they don't know where you're going to fall at. Because the one thing that we, the, the problem is our young people never know who the real ops are. And the real ops are this system. My homie, I saw my homie yesterday. 
and he was telling me about like it's crazy when you get older he was dead ass telling me a story like yo i used to have a, a fight i used to fight he said i, I this dude i fought nine like 19 times in high school he said he seen him the other day and they hugged because mm, it was just like just as black men it was just happy to see each other survive and realize that what they went through as young people was about nothing mm -hmm. and he was like yo i used to fight every he's like yo shoot he was my enemy and then I seen him in the supermarket and we hugged and smiled and laughed. And I said, wow, you know. But it's, it's, it's funny. It's the trick bag that they put on us to, like, fall into this cycle. Like, I always hear these wild stories now about, like, these young dudes. Like, I see dudes on a train. I just look at young young people and I, and I feel like, you know, it's, it's, I don't, it's not fair to them that they fell for this, like, this, this program narrative that happens. But... You gotta find your way out right, of it. Like, look, if if young black kids really knew who they ops were, ops were, this system would buckle. Yeah, because it 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 banks on that of them thinking that they're they're the ops. The ops is Donald Trump. The mm -hmm. ops is Eric Adams. The ops is the school system, uh, the most segregated, undersourced school system, and in relationship to black and brown people in the city. Those are the ops. The ops are those liberal philanthropy organizations who want to tell us you know save the natives those are the ops yeah. we don't talk, we're not taught that and there's nothing teaching our kids that and it's interesting i don't know if y'all seen y'all saw the um y'all saw them two young brothers in tennessee yeah where they kicked out of the They're speaking I, congress uh, the mm -hmm. state congress i was listening to those dudes those dudes are really bright bright young black dudes they didn't kick the white woman out that shouldn't surprise anybody yeah right but what's dangerous to me is that you see everybody now they're gonna they're gonna elevate these young men because now these young men they are the faces of progressive movement now right mm -hmm. those young men can do one of two things they can get comfortable in that position and become concerned with trying to convince under under like Average, below average white men of how hypocritical their system is. That's a waste of time. Telling white people that yo, you guys are wrong intellectually, morally. If we know anything about American history, that's a waste of time. That ain't changing. Or they can say, you know what? Okay, this is y'all thing. We're going to speak to it, but you know what? While y'all doing that, you know, we're going to be over here huddled up with these kids and these people and the elders in the community and we're going to create a a different value system that's parallel to that death uh, system y'all got us into. So yeah, we know we know y'all shit is bullshit, but we over here with it. If they do that, then you're gonna see, and this is what makes black people uncomfortable, because I guess we've been through so much pain. Yo, this shit gotta be bloody. Yo, it gotta be, it gotta fall apart, and it gotta it gotta be people who suffer as this shit falls apart. Because that's the beauty of the condition that they put us in and being a part of a system that's anti-us. This is an anti-black system. So it's going to be bloody to get this shit right. And we afraid to bleed. And that's, that's where we at. We bleed for the wrong shit. We bleed for the, for the, the gram. <laughs> yeah, we don't bleed for our family. We don't bleed for our moms. We don't bleed. You know, you hear all these stupid old gangsters. I'm tired of these suckers. Uh, talking about yo kid, yo word up, man, yo yo yo, yo where the grandmothers at, man? Who took care of the kids? Where the grandfathers at? Where the aunts and uncles who said, you know what? When y'all motherfuckers went to jail, we took care of your kids. 
or when y'all got killed, we took care of your children. Like where those people, where those stories at? Where those, where, where those, those podcasts and all that shit at? Um, Thanks. I agree, and I want to add on to what you said about the ops and mm-hmm. how the system is the ops. What the, I feel like what the system does, they know they're the ops. So instead of letting the community see that, mm-hmm. they're gonna push what you said with um black gangsterism. They're gonna push that so that us black people. That's all we see. All we see is black gangsterism. Mm-hmm. All the white kids in the suburbs, that's what they see too. So they think it's a game. But us living in it, us seeing it, the black kids that seeing it, all they seeing is black gangsterism. So now they're going to see the next black kid and go say, okay, this is my op without actually knowing who's pushing that. Because who's really pushing that? Who's Because on YouTube, that's literally all you see. That's what's being pushed. It's not like... People are searching. People are searching it up. I can't mm-hmm. lie. They're searching up because it's being pushed. Yeah. It algorithm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's an algorithm. And if it wasn't being pushed, if other things, if if the system was pushing things to like better the community, we would be doing way better. Way better. But, because I don't, we live I, in a visual world. I don't know exactly. if it's true, but I've seen they say online that TikTok in China is reversed. I seen. I've been seeing yeah. them saying they, they, say, they encourage yeah. like mm-hmm. education because you know China has a narrative of how they want their citizens to be. Yeah. So they already have their 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 propaganda machine works differently than the propaganda machine here. The propaganda machine in China is like China first, unity first. Even though you know they go through their 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 apprehensions and their struggles, but the narrative they put on TV is be the best that you can be. Even all the corruption here is different. This is is com- consumerism and capitalism. And then they program how they want the consumers to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they want the black rap consumer to move this way. Buy your Gucci, buy your Dior, kill your op. So, so the question is, um, is it that we subscribe to the wrong system of propaganda? Um, yeah. Yeah, of yeah. course. But the, the thing is, even though I was saying earlier to the to <laughs> young, young man here, I, I was saying basically that it's not, I feel bad for younger kids because they jumped into the storm of this like in in a way like it's like if you you grew up always with the stereo blasting like we had it on a lower a lower volume Mm -hmm. like the way they have it i understand why like when i see a young kid and he like yo all i wear is this or all i do is this is because the programming is so loud i used to go outside and like you know i turn on my tv for saturday morning cartoons a certain amount of time and then i left the programming then I went outside and I was just kicking it on a stoop. Mm-hmm. And then there was no smartphone. There wasn't no constantly bombarding my brain with some kind of message. There was like a relief time. Ride my bike, ride my dyno. All brief, very brief though. Because yeah. what was happening in, you know, I'm, I'm probably 10 years older than you. I'm the oldest I think here, I'm 50. I can look back and I can see where that shit, like we didn't have all that, but yo, my generation filled the prisons. Like, literally, like, my friends were going to jail since we were 12, 13 years old. It used to be a place called Spofford. Um, the, the generation before me, they was like, each generation just has a different spin. And you, what you're saying felt is correct in the sense that they, the digital age um, takes advantage and captures them earlier and younger. But it's the same paradigm that's occurring. You know what I'm saying? And and Didi, back to what you said, yeah, we're subscribing to the wrong value systems and the wrong propaganda. So it's not that the propaganda is not working, it's just not working for us. No, it's not working. Well, well, 
I'll go one step further. The propaganda it's, is to kill us. It's working. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's working. It's, 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 that's how this shit is designed to say, yo, destroy yourself. It's, it's not passive. It's, yeah, it's it's, very, it's, it's, it's it's very upfront with that. Like, at the end of the day, it's upfront with that. Listen, where do these young guys get to look at? The athletes? Yo, the athletes, the typical entertainer who's not throwing rocks at the at the at the castle. I seen some shit with Jim Jones and them is buddying up the Eric Adams. Like so the so the the, the hood dudes who fucking be the streets supposed to be edgy, cool, <laughs> they fucking with the system. Yeah. Cop the cops. Cops. <laughs> like yo, the um Troy Ave testifying against cops. He's he's doing written cooperation agreements, making music saying how he's a killer and kill and I'm about violence. But then getting down, like, there's no value system. So, and the people who created no knock to anybody. Yo, some of this YouTube shit, some of this so-called pro-black nationalist ado shit, that shit is a hustle. It's a grift. Like, where are the systems and the paradigms that you're creating so that that young black boy or girl can be a critical thinker and make decisions based on critical thinking? And pan-Africanism or black nationalism, but they understand the anti-blackness. Where that shit at? Other than them trying to get their their, their pockets sold. Word. As much information, the possibility of seeking information that's out there right now, is wild. Because I remember, like, it was I used to seek like so many different things just out of curiosity, but the it's so easy to get to it nowadays. But like people, it's no find, context. They find it even less. Yeah, no that's the number one thing I always say to like when we when we go talk at schools. I'm like, yo, y'all got this thing in your hand that there's so much that you can get from it, but there's so much distraction. That's why I said to you earlier to buy, get the physical book because I don't want you to swipe to the next thing in this Instagram distraction yeah. from finishing yeah, the book. Now listen, you just brought up a point. There's certain classics in our community books, yo, that you can't even find them in the library no more. And if you go to Amazon, uh, uh, another corporate billionaire to try to get it. Yo, he can charge you a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars, hundred bucks. Yeah, five hundred dollars for a book that used to be ten ten bucks. Right, flat for sure. <laughs> Downtown. So if that, so now you get, you, now you understand why whiteness is like, yo, false narrative, CRT, yo, let's. They always understood that the less we know, the less knowledgeable that we are, the more they, the more that their reign goes. Mm, the way I see it is like. It's like modern time slavery. With the question that you asked, with um, like subscribing to like you know the system, and with which which you said basically, like the world is very not the world. I'm gonna just say America. I see it as like a competition, like you what you said. The life is very competitive, and it's like with what you said about subscribing. Some kids are like they're born into it literally. And because they're born into it, it's like they just adopt to that because that's the only thing that they're seeing. It's like they're not seeing anything else to be able to even let them grow and be what they no, truly want to be. It's not. So you're not even your, you don't even have a sense of self exactly. to, to create. Exactly. And, and, and as, a, as a person that's around kids a lot, like the importance of parents is like ridiculous, like high. Mm-hmm. Because um, like you said, they was born into it. But if your parents have a system established that go against certain, you know, uh, propaganda, then you'll have a, then you'll you'll have have a, you have a default that. system. Yeah, yeah. Your default system isn't yeah. a rapper. Right. Exactly. Or a YouTuber. Yeah. Exactly. Or that's not just... That's what the hood pushes. Yeah. Basketball, yeah. rapping, selling drugs. If you're not doing that, then you're not it. All right, we about to take a quick break. This is Brooklyn Combine Podcast. Ooh.
Falling away from spaces that don't serve A sacred purge, extracting herbs Smack, knew the song but couldn't sing the words Still up at dawn, shifting forms New resolve, guns go off, guns go off Smoke and fire, light and sound My new name colonizers can't pronounce Bounce per ounce, more, what counts? Kill your landlord, no doubt Asymmetric, unconventional extremists Make meaning, cream zenith Leave with my left, beam freedom Passport, blood bleeding, sick and shut in, signs and wonders. You don't have to be here if you don't wanna. You ain't gotta be here if you don't wanna. You don't have to be here if you don't wanna. You don't gotta be here if you don't wanna. Now we back. But the, the other side of it, though, you know, it's the reality of like creating. I think with even the combine and, and, and what we're doing, we're trying to create filter spaces to get the reality of it. Like I was lucky because I say I knew from young that I put even rappers in the bucket of I put like action movies. Mm -hmm. So even like I love I love listening to hip hop music. I think it's one of the most the verbiage of how they paint things is very like visual. And I used to love that. But I also knew when I watched it, I was like, yeah, some of those guys might be doing that. But it just didn't matter to me. I just, I was able to like differentiate. But then I, I see a lot of people can't. So it's not fair because the programming is like, doesn't give a fuck about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, listen, it's, it's like this to me. Like, the level of programming. Like, if you, if, if you get something every day, all day. It raises the specter of the probability of, yo, that can really happen. Even if it's delusional. No. Yeah. Even if it's not even real. It, it, but you see it so much that you think, okay, that raises the stake. That can really happen. I'm going to live that world. And, I, and for me, because I'm around, I'm at the point now where I'm representing the grandson, the father, and, and the grandfather in the criminal sector. Both federal and state. And you see... That our our people, not just young people, we're living a delusion. Like our our way of thinking is delusional. Literally, like you would get to someone who has they're done. They they got on the gram. They got on the web. They they made a confession. They made a statement. Is a surveillance tape, and they can get out of it with seven years. The delusion I have them say, Nah, fuck that seven. I want it all. I want to come home. And I'm going to risk coming home, even though I told on myself, and I'm going to get life. I'm cool with that. You know what? I just come back on the pill. That's how, that's the level of thinking in our well, that So when I, when I hear like a lot of your, in particular, like sometimes your, your, like your clients, the people who are like facing these serious circumstances as a result of their actions, what I'm hearing abundantly clear is that there's poor decision-making skills on a probably a very fundamental level a profound level. a profound level so to the point that it is reminiscent of um delusion of being like in a film in a movie like the the even this the stuff that that I, i'm we're sharing office so i'm i'm hearing a response to like oh well maybe you know i don't know like you know these are your options 
this is what you should consider. Oh, man, you know, like you said, there's this sort of bravado that comes out and it's almost kind of like action. And you're listening to somebody get in character. And the unfortunate part of it is like... It's like the young brother said. It's a form of slavery, It's a form of slavery. (laughs) It's like the propaganda they're listening to is not helpful to them anymore. It has us and it has, you know, these young minds, some older minds. No, a lot of older minds. minds. It, It has us jammed up because we don't really see that it is really all a facade. Yeah. You know what I mean? They listen to they listen to these rappers and music and stuff, but they're only listening to the voice of the rapper on the song. They don't know what the rapper is literally like doing. Person. Day, exactly. Yeah. Person. Mm-hmm. They don't know what the person is doing yeah. day to day. They just understand the vibe of the beat and the way the person is talking on the beat. And they just think that's how the person is the entire time. That's why with this drill music and stuff, it's like everyone is so violent because they think the person that made the song, they're just strictly violent. That's what they do. And it's like, they think they make it look cool too because they flashy. They got the money. They got the mm-hmm. clothes. So it look cool. Like, oh, he a killer. And he got this. He doing everything. He got money. That's what I want. That's yeah, what that's do. what I want. And I want like and, and So you have, you have those in the bottom. You have that propaganda drawing. It's like a magnet. All the, all the people who have the least resources. But you have it looking so popular. That people with resources in the suburbs or or don't have that circumstance, it looks attractive to them. And then you got on the flip side of that, you got the so-called intellectuals who just want you to join white people. Mm-hmm. You got a Van Jones who cry on TV and comment about Trump and uh, just real quick about the Trump shit. I think you could go look and listen to all our past episodes. I think we kind of called that out. Like Trump was going to expose America for what it is, which is an anti-intellectual circus and filled with anti-blackness and anti-other non-white people and hate. And it was going to expose America. And he's done that. And he's no different than Spiro Agnew, um, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, George Bush family and all these other white guys who've been in that office who've been following that hateful thing that's really based on power and the ability to control other people's lives and it's just falling apart so we don't even need to get into that Trump shit that shit is a circus the indictment is pretty a ground ball there should be more indictments if the, if if um if if the if this rule of law in America was real he would have never been elected um, and he certainly would have been impeached already, but it's not. So that Trump thing is who cares? Yeah, I mean, it does. It really doesn't matter. But it's a distraction. But it's the spec. It's, it goes back to the spectacle of black black people being a part of the spectacle. There's a, a story that came out this week about Clarence Thomas, um, who is a is the head Negro at the table concept. This is a guy who hangs out with nothing but whiteness, and is corrupt, hypocritical, but because he's the one black guy, as Malcolm said, it's all right. So we have, that's the flip side. That's the other successful. The black people who carry white water, they're to be celebrated. And it's like, there's that, that long legacy of, of black intellect, black rebellion, black intelligence. This system tries to wipe that away where it doesn't even exist anymore. And the only way we're going to find value and in, 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 in our creativity, our innovation, and a real existence is to fight both of those. 
and create something else. So how do we do that? I think you do that through reflection. I think you do that through studying history. I think you do that by getting a diverse group of people, just like this, this podcast right now, the young, brilliant minds, the older minds, and you put your heads together and you start creating practical solutions through innovation, through thought, through intellect, programming, and you do it over and over and over again. So that the next generation, they're not recreating the wheel, they're just adding a spoke to it, or they're going to, we got those wheels already, we're gonna make some different wheels. Um, Cause if we're constantly trying to counter whiteness, we just gonna become a reflection of whiteness. And I think that's become our problem. But I think we gotta, we gotta get to the bottom of it. The bottom of it is critical thinking. Any programming that's based around critical thinking and ideology, that's where we should be at. It's been done before. We just stopped doing it. Panthers was doing it. Um, BLA was doing it to you know health health programs. Our brothers in Haiti gave the gave the example that you can fight whiteness and and survive and live to tell about it. But in America, we never had the numbers because we also was in a very violent place. And I think the challenge in America is that everything gets co-opted. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you could be good and have a good idea here, and somebody's gonna taint you with money, or someone's gonna absorb you into the main system, and you're not gonna be, you know, you. In our in our world, it's not successful unless it's scale, unless everybody knows about it. And I think that's a problem. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, I agree. And I wanted to say with what you said about having black people of all ages come together and share their thoughts i feel like that is a great idea because that shows like what people are going through right now what the young people are going through right now they're able to speak about what they're seeing and with the older people is what they already saw and they're telling you like what's going on now you put those two together and it's creativity that's creativity right there because it's like from the youngness to the where it's at now putting our heads together that's strong and it's like what you said about um trying to counter whiteness i feel like you could learn from them mm-hmm. and then try to incorporate it into like black communities instead of trying to fight it you could always learn and do better you learn you you do better from learning learn absolutely of fighting so. yo this this like capitalism like yo there's certain parts of it that you keep and then this the shit that don't work you throw it out and you're absolutely right like you're a brilliant young brother i was sitting over there i was going through some stuff working I was listening to you and Fel talk, and you said a bunch of stuff that stuck with me. But I overheard you say, like, you know, you you like you like challenges yeah. because you feel like those challenges are the, um, the precursors to help you deal with real adversity. And I think that's a good way to look at life. The fact that you are seventeen and you think about it like that is a, is a, is fortunate. It's a yeah. gift, luck, a blessing, whatever people want to call it because. Yo, the real the real truth of the matter is that we don't live in a meritocracy, a world that you get things because you work hard. That's a falsity. That's yeah. not true. You you work hard is a personal commitment to yourself. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you understand that adversity is like this. Like if your if your body is suffering physically, that's why your body will give a get a fever. Because it's fighting. Like, natural. You're, you're, we're built that way to fight. Yeah. Um, so, suffering brings wisdom. 
And I think what's happened to us as a people is that we, there's a lot of wisdom to be learned if you can survive and not be broken. And pain and, 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 and making errors, there's a lot of wisdom that can be gathered. And adversity is an opportunity for wisdom. And, and we don't practice that or teach that. Yeah. I think that's where they got us, though. And that's why we have to adjust. Because I think, you know, it's funny. Before I got here, my boy sent me, like, a, a clip on TikTok of, like, this Schlitz malt liquor commercial from the 70s. It was, a, you remember Rerun from, <laughs> and he was, like, dancing, shucking <laughs> and jiving. The bull came charging <laughs> through the place. And it was just some cool I know, shit. I know that. I know that commercial. But it made me realize what they did is, and this predates me. I wasn't there to experience it. In the 60s. They had their foot on our proverbial necks and physical necks so much that we had to be like, yo, these is the ops. Mm -hmm. No matter where he was, even if he was making a, a money as a celebrity, you knew collectively like, yo, <clears throat> enemy is over there trying to really destroy us. They realized capitalism will fall apart if we don't give a little bit. Mm -hmm. So integration and all that stuff kind of messed us up because at the end of the day, what were we, the burning house is what, Malcolm? We ushered ourselves into a burning house. But look, on top of that, they killed a lot of our, our leaders and our elders in the 60s. And then in the 70s, they came in with heavy drugs and heavy, like, capitalism. Capital, still kept killing. Prison, killing. But, like, a lot of the, the, the romance of the American dreams started, mm -hmm. like, ushering it to us. So mm -hmm. in the 70s, you started seeing a lot of, like, no. celebrities that was kind of playing in the world of like whiteness even yeah. more not having to go through the back door to go perform but going through the front listen, door listen you hit it on the head felt like nobody people get upset about this but america is the most violent country in dirty in the 60s it wasn't just black people dying you had white kids on college campuses what they call they that summer there was a summer um, you had white kids protesting at uh democratic uh conventions getting busted in the head by cops you had white and black civil rights getting killed black people hung on trees all types of nonsense like america showed its 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 will which is to crush dissent like that's what this place is about crushing and co-opting dissent yo uh kaepernick you talking about protesting black consciousness and fucking up our money and all this yo kill that son of a uh get that son of a bitch out of here the president says this and, you know all of a sudden the, the narrative goes from the, the, the reason why Kaepernick is doing what he's doing to, yo, Jay-Z is stepping in. You know what? Hey, man, we're past that kneeling stuff, guys. Yo, um, yo I'm here now. We're going to do a deal. You know, this is progress. I'm Jay-Z. I'm the, I'm the big, I'm Hove. Yo, let's do this deal. Yo, I'm going to do the halftime shows now. Put my wife out there as the first show, and she's a Black Panther. She throws her face, a fist. She got it. She part of my language. She's she selling pussy. You know, her ass, she look good. Uh, leotard, beret. Yo, black power. That's that's how it goes. Like we laugh like that. The that's following year, yo. The yeah. following year, yo. Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, snooping them, yo. Boom, yo. Super Bowl, Negroes, niggas in in jail suits, crib walking, okay. yo. That's boom, ah, we got this, yo. We passed that. Cause imagine, imagine this way. Imagine if you seen, if it was twenty twenty three, cause it's happening. It, it's funny, and that's why you know I, I'm worried about like moving out of this cosmopolitan bubble that is New York City. As bad as it is, I don't want to go anywhere where it's like antebellum energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just keeping it But the antebellum energy is there. It's just in a I'm corporate just, office. Yeah, it's but I'm saying it's different. I know what you're I, saying. I, I'm, but like, imagine like, 
think about all think about all the, the gangs out here. You think about your GDs, your folks, your lokes, your bloods, your brims. Imagine if you seen if if they if they tried to play the game where they hung a young black boy on Eastern Parkway. And then they, they tried to keep doing it, right? The problem is if they did that too consistently, there's too many guns out here. Yeah. So they gotta do it a more elegant way. Y'all gotta kill each other. Yeah, but we can't saying, but that's, we can't go string we can't go string a kid up on that because the problem is you see another day they they say like once in a while you see in the news that some young kid is pop trying to pop a cop. Yeah. They have to do it the other way because they know if they flip it. Not saying that these dudes could take over, but now they have a different so kind of war. I, I, fight. We have to start breeding our communities and our young people to not be interested at the level that they have them interested in this shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're just indifferent to this shit. Like it doesn't like it, it's it's it doesn't even capture their attention like that. That's because America is about trends. It's a very trendy place. Like what's the next trend? And we have to cultivate leadership and young people who are not with that shit and who's questioning at every point. And then over here saying, you know what? All right, we see what that shit is. Yo, guys, we building this. We creating a new alphabet. All right, we about to take a quick break. This is the Brooklyn Combine. I was gone for a tad on the way back, dummy. If you talk bad, I'm getting paid back, dummy. Why you trying to hang? You should say that money in my same bag. Niggas couldn't take that from me. They crash. I know when to lay back, dummy, on that strange app. Where I used to lay rats, hungry, so we ain't have. Brother on the train, pack something to evade sad. True and sorry, late. Ain't nothing just to break acts. I chewed around the plate. It was months of doing way bad before I saw the cake. Then it Years to try and change past fears are coming late. Too embarrassed for his lame ass chairs where he stayed. Try comparing, but it ain't that's Paris in his game. Terry told me not to praise cash, share when it came. Think my parents, cause I age fast, staring me through the flames. No, they hear it when my brain splash, cherish what I gave. But it's a lot of shit to take back, dummy niggas fake. Pay your hand, leave that same bag, bloody. It's for my mama when I make rats, dummy, when I pray, cause I know she gon' pray back for me. A lot of shit to take back, dummy niggas fake. Pay your hand, leave that same bag, bloody. Uh, it's for my mama when I make rats, dummy, when I pray, cause I know she gon' pray back for me. can't be cool yeah. man i yo like i said bro that i yo man thank god for like the people that were in my life yo but it's working yo these dudes of course. Are, these dudes is very young yeah and very sharp and, and, and that like, reminds me like when i was when i was but everybody's age, not gonna work everybody's not gonna be safe when i was your age i used to on fridays and saturdays go to my church so i 
I see you come in on a Saturday, it's kind of like the same thing. Like you are looking at the space like there's something more. Because when I was in, I was like, there's something more. Because dudes on my block, they was doing whatever he's doing in my neighborhood, let me say more exactly. And I was just like, yo, that ain't, I knew that, I did. I wasn't, I wasn't all the way in, like knowing, but I knew that wasn't it. Yeah. So I took myself and I was like, let me go try to find what might be it. And that's what I feel you're doing. And I think what we need energy-wise is we need to keep replicating that. And accountability. Self-accountability. You have to have self-accountability first. You can't be a part of any community structure if you don't have self-accountability. Because eventually you're going to be a detriment to yourself and then to the community. So there has to be a, a accountability within the value system. But you got to start with yourself first. Um, and then once self-accountability is present, then there's group accountability. Then there's community accountability. And when you start doing that, as long as it's embedded with intelligence, truth, and fairness, you'll avoid typical things that happen like fascist behavior or despots or people who are manipulative or exploitive. Because those are all things that we can now look in modern times and look back and be like, you know what? That shit didn't work and things fell apart because of that. Yo, I feel like what you said about America is a very trendy place. Mm -hmm. That stemmed from, I feel like it stemmed from the, the people that made America, America. And what you said about, it's, very, it's a very violent place. I feel like America was built off violence. That's what it was. It was made Hell off yeah. violence. That was the trend. And it still is the trend. <laughs> it still they, is just the trend. Changed, they changed, it just changed the way. The way. It, just, it changed the rules of engagement, exactly. but it's still the same, man. Like, you know, it was funny. I was, uh, I was reading this book yesterday that it just it is a little bit off topic but it had me crying because it was i was literally laughing my ass off because it was a it was a passage by ben franklin and they were basically saying how you know ben franklin was saying like this american thing was it, it, the sum and substance of what he was saying was that this american thing was a white nationalistic experiment it was only meant for white people mm -hmm. um so let's be careful about how many of these africans we're bringing here and in fact Let's be careful about even some of these so-called Europeans we bring in here. He, yep. Ben Franklin thought that Swedish people wasn't white, white enough. Mm -hmm. Like, so, and what they were willing to do to inform that was kill. Kill Native Americans, kill black people, kill other white people. Civil rights, I mean, that's uh, an American Revolution. Um, kill to get that. And they've killed so much that they've 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 created a cowardice society where everybody's cowards so now people only kill each other they don't rail against the system this is not like france where motherfuckers would go you know they destroyed the labor movement here so it's like they like you said violence is the when you have more guns than people in this in a location which is america that tells you that they're committed to violence yeah they, when you kill people as a, as a country saying, yo, we're going to give you the electric chair, we're going to give you the firing squad, you're committed to violence on a level that no one else is. They try to instill fear in us. So yeah. God, we can never think that we're strong enough to make America a better place than what it is right now. What it is. Yeah. So and, and, and real talk, I always say this. You take black pain and suffering out of the American equation and you have nothing. You have no industry. You have... And you have nothing. And it's funny because they use the enlightenment, enlightenment period 
They use all these uh, these religious crusades. All of that was done to justify their thirst and hunger for power and their desire to control black people. That's what all of it was used for. But they think they think they could just beat and kill and just instill fear, but they're not seeing that. The more they do that, it's like other people are behind that noticing it, and it's like they don't want that to be their whole life. Man, and it's yeah. going to make, even though they think it's just instilling bare fear inside of them, it's going to make people stronger. It and is. It's just going to, every year, every time we're going up, it's, it's going to be people that was below. They're going to tell the people that are coming in, like, look, we're not doing this. This is what we're going to do now. And they, that's why I'm saying adversity makes a person stronger, but it, it's like, it depends on how you take the adversity. Yep. Because if you take it in a way like, oh, he just he just did this to me. I'm done. I, I quit. Then it's over. You just quit. It's done. But if you fight through it and you keep it pushing and you believe in yourself, if you believe in yourself, I feel like possibilities is endless because it's like you, you're finding yourself through adversity. That's what it is. I feel like when, when adversity is placed in front of you and you have a mindset where you feel like you could grow from it, it helps you find yourself and it helps you grow as a person. And it's like, if you could grow as a person, you could see people that aren't there yet, and you could help them. But that's why you have to go through adversity, because the adversity will help you find yourself to be able to help that person find themselves, and that could raise other, that could build the whole community. Yo, you, you're a brilliant young brother, yeah. and you, you're absolutely right, because if you study history, there were people who wrote things in the 1700s and 1800s, if you pulled it out today and read it, you would be inspired by it. And they would be describing what we're dealing with hundreds of years later. You know what's funny? I just don't understand what they're doing this experiment and what they think is going to happen in the long run. They don't care. No, no. But oh. here's... This, this, I'm not only talking about the plight of black mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. I'm even wondering about the place of gentrification where it's like... You know, when we were younger... Remember how, how super segregated New York City was? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, really, like, yo, like... You don't even know, like... There were certain neighborhoods you couldn't like, like literally Darcy, Italian. And, uh, yeah, you couldn't even go Italian, like, Italian neighborhood. Italian get your head cracked open. Not black. Howard people. Beach. Howard like, Beach. It, it was. It was. You know. So, but now, even in the space of extreme poverty, they're building penthouse skyscrapers in the hood. Yep. With plans to move everybody out of the hood. I understand what they're doing. The plan is like this is not going to be the hood. I get that. But that in between time, they're pushing capitalism and consumerism on your generation in a way more than they ever done like and you, cops, like you need that you need to have dior mm -hmm. you need to have drip you need to have this and then right across the street from you they're building a building with a man or a woman that's making 300k yeah i just don't even understand yeah that. but if you're not if if, if if from a political and social standpoint it's gonna spill over. If, no, but no, but if the politics in your community if in your community you're too busy trying to just get that You've already on your own anti-black shit. You gonna try to get that? You gonna try to get that from taking that from that white man? They might. You gonna get some that. of the kids will. They, they might and some, some will. will. And get fifth football numbers. But here's the thing: I'm in that world every day. Mm. Very little will do that because mm. the level of anti-blackness is directed towards each other, mm -hmm. and they know if you want the quickest way to get your ass in trouble is to get get down with fuck with white people. Mm. Now eventually. As this young man just stated, you know, eventually when you're playing with fire, you're going to get burnt at some point. 
And the American experiment, and just not just American, Western culture, eventually, we don't, we don't do enough studying of and analyzing of, of whiteness and this introduction on the world stage and white people, Europeans on the world stage. They are a different type of person. Like black, we can never expect them to take their foot off of our neck because if you see how they deal with each other, you'll see that they don't even, like they're very ruthless. That like they have a ruthless mentality, yeah. um, and you know, there's people have their reasons for it or whatever. But they have, they they are a very materialistic, um, competitive culture, and it ain't just us. It's ever is is them with each other. They've only used us as an ability to to just stay in position for a very long time and unite around something. We're like the boogeyman. We've been the boogeyman for centuries. Um, but eventually, you're right. It, it is going to fall apart. And I think when you look at the world in certain regards, it is. It's, it's, the world is in a very unstable place. And it's, it probably should be. Because I'm also one of those people who, you know, I don't think the world is in a good place when America and Russia decides how the, the balance of the world. <laughs> America, Russia, and China determines the balance of the world. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's a stable environment. I think that type of environment is a house of cards and anything can happen at any time. And that's the world that we live in. So it's like when you got brilliant young brothers like y'all and sisters here in the continent, South America, Central America, yo, y'all gotta y'all gotta figure out a way to reach one another. You gotta figure out a way to reach we gotta figure out a way to reach with y'all and connect with y'all. And it has to be that synergy to recognizing the position that we're all in and how we can make this a better place. How do we show up for one another? Because if we're not showing up for one another and we're not creating value systems of how we show up and how we hold each other accountable, we've, we've brought in to the can't beat them, join them shit. And that shit is destroying us. Yo, play some of my people music. Nah, man, we ain't playing Benny Seagull. Nah, nah, I don't want no Seagull. I love right. Seagull. I don't want to hear. I want to hear my man Loot. I want to hear um Life Luke, by Loot. Loot, not Luke Skywalker. I ain't talking about <laughs> two life. I'm talking about. Don't stop, dude. I'm talking about Dreamville Loot. That's my right, guy. All right, all right, all right. He got a song called Eye to Eye. I love that record. All right, okay. Yeah. Record. Yeah. I hate I know more about who looking down on me, who proud of me. That reassurance would be nice to know I'm killing things. Been going through the motions, cause lately I ain't been feeling things. Been to myself more, the music always healing things. I watch close friends react to me in situations. Niggas act like they ain't got the patience. Whack. Now I wonder who really got my back. Niggas don't even check to see where I'm at I really hate this rap shit sometimes Cause true friends are really hard to find On a scale of 1 to 10, anxiety be on 9 Sorry but not sorry, I just really need some time Sometimes I make plans and don't show up cause I be tired Then you make assumptions but that's not the reason why My communication sucks but you know that I tried You just want good morning texts but I'm just not that guy Sorry I'm so dry, so much on my mind, had to wipe my eye But I ain't wanna cry Lift these weights up off my shoulders, I can fucking fly Or maybe touch the sky Cause even if I fail, at least I know I try At least I know I try If real recognize real, see me eye to eye See me eye to eye 
recognize real Niggas see I'm competition, get to acting different You should've prayed on my fall, but instead you wished it And magic is non-existent, so even if I'm slipping I'll never fall, my depression was short-living And now I'm standing tall You know you fully here when you can laugh at all of your past problems And when you forgive your ex for secretly ass-popping And deep down in your chest, wish your enemies the best And realize that was part of the story, not your quest Trying to meditate more and start drinking less But if I'm drinking more, then I'm thinking less and when I'm overthinking, it keep me stressed But if I'm never drinking, then I'm cheating less And I'm trying to be more than I was More of a good guy, more than good vibes Gotta be much more than just a hood guy And if I could fly, I'd go 30,000 feet up Even if I dropped knowing I would die, I'd still climb Cause how could I climb if I never tried? How could I die without living life? And to this day I know I wasted time The days I should've put my pride aside Is when I should've cried But I ain't wanna cry Lift these weights up off my shoulders I can fucking fly Or maybe touch the sky Cause even if I fail At least I know I tried At least I know I tried If real recognize real See me out of eye See me out of eye If real recognize real Walls? Come on, just go and take your broke ass home. Go mouth!